Welcome to the Lafkate podcast. Lafkate is a seasoned teacher of the Word of God, an author and pastor of Vision Impact Church, a thriving church in Ghana. And now, today's message. I'm glad you've joined me for this broadcast where we are going to be exploring the message, The Way to Prosperity. I read from Luke chapter 12, verse 13 to 21. Someone in the crowd said to him, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. Jesus replied, Man, who appointed me a judge or an arbiter between you? Then he said to them, Watch out. Be on your guard against all kinds of greed. Life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. He told them this parable. The ground of a certain rich man yielded an abundant harvest. He thought to himself, What shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, This is what I'll do. I will tear down my barns and build bigger ones, and there I will store my surplus grain. And I'll say to myself, You have plenty of grain laid up for many years. Take life easy. Eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, You fool. This very night, your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? Verse 21. This is how it will be with whoever stores up things for themselves, but is not rich toward God. It is important for us to know the backdrop against the passage we read. Jesus was with a multitude of people teaching them about eternal matters, the things that matter to their spiritual life here on earth and beyond. As the Bible says in Colossians, that we should set our hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God, to set our minds on heavenly things and not on earthly things. So Jesus was trying to focus the minds and the hearts of the people on heavenly things. You think that everybody's attention will be on what Jesus was teaching. But in such a setting, a man suddenly came to Jesus with a request, which is, tell my brother to share the inheritance with me. And Jesus' response, as we can see in verse 15, is that watch out and be on your guard against all kinds of greed. It means that Jesus perceived that the man who was speaking to him was a greedy man. Because Jesus said, life does not consist in the abundance of possessions. He realized that the man had enough substance already not to be looking for more. 
So one of the problems of the man is that he was a greedy person. He was not satisfied with what he had, but was looking for more and more and more. And more would not have satisfied him still. The message we are looking at is the way to prosperity. So when Jesus said, be on your guard against greed for life does not consist in the abundance of possessions. It means that in God's calculation, it's not the abundance of possessions that makes one prosperous. Which is what Jesus said in conclusion to the parable. That we ought to be rich toward God. Rich toward God is what is true prosperity. That is the true foundation to any prosperity. However, the world calls prosperity amassing more and more wealth, possessions, things. And such things can be houses, cars, husbands, wives, children, education, and we can go on and on. Today, many of us have more than four, five, six phones, a massing of possessions. We are never satisfied with who we are or what we have. The dichotomy of the matter is that God does want you and I to have prosperity. So he said in 3 John verse 2, Beloved, and my friend, God calls you his beloved, his sweetheart, his dear one, his loving one. That's how God looks at you. Beloved, I wish above everything that you may prosper and be in good health as your soul prospers. Prosperity is part of God's agenda for you and I. As a matter of fact, God prospered mankind in the Garden of Eden when he created everything and gave it to man to be in charge of. That presupposes that God's intention is not for man to be poor. It's not for man to lack. But God is saying the way to prosperity is first to be rich toward God. Being prosperous towards God is the way. And that is why Jesus will say in the book of John chapter 14 that I am the way, the truth, and the life. There is no other way by which men can come to salvation except through the name of Jesus Christ. That is the way of prosperity. When we continue reading in Luke chapter 12, and in verse 31, the Bible says, Seek first the kingdom of God and its righteousness, and all these shall be added unto it. That then shows us that the way to prosperity is to put first things first. And the first things in this matter is to put the king and his kingdom first. And everything else the king has becomes ours. However, many of us, like the man in the passage, put everything else first, and many times we do not consider the king at all. 
Many a time we forget the king. But the Bible says, For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Our soul is the most valuable possession we can have among our possessions. Our soul is the most valuable possession we must give attention to before thinking of adding any other thing. This therefore calls for an emergency and urgent action to call the souls of men unto God. We can only do this when we have a clear grasp of what is at stake. And my friend, Today, I want you to understand clearly that just as we read in the passage, the Bible says the man in the story was not rich towards God. God did not condemn him because of his affluence or opulence, but he was condemned because of his greed and his arrogance in ignoring the king of kings, in ignoring the thing that matters the most the security of his soul. For every sinner, the problem is that they become sinners when they ignore God. The Bible says in Psalm 14 and verse 1, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt because they have done abominable works. The abomination that makes one a sinner is when we reject God. It's when we give no thought to God. It's when we do not walk in the will of God. That is an abomination. That is what makes one a sinner. And that is why we who know this message must call others to salvation. Who is a sinner? It is important for us to set our eyes on who the sinner is. The state of the sinner must be clear in our hearts so that like Paul who said, I am compelled to preach the gospel. Woe is me if I do not preach the gospel. When we see the state of the sinner, then we will have such passion that will compel us to want to tell the sinner their state and then call them to salvation. What is the state of the sinner? According to the Bible, in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 12, at one time you were separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel and foreigners to the covenants of the promise without hope and without God in this world. This is the state of the sinner. The sinner is separated from God. If you live this life without God, you are hollow. Two, the state of the sinner is that he is without God. He is dead. The same Paul says in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 1 that all of us at one point were dead in our transgressions because of our disobedience. The sinner is dead. The sinner is decomposed and is thinking he has no hope. I'm not talking about the fruit of the sinner, but the root of the sinner. That is all that I've mentioned. And we see this in the fact that the sinner is the one who does everything against the word of God. The man we saw in the story 
was not on the way to prosperity because he has rejected God and he was living for himself. He said, I will eat, I will drink, and I will make merry. All these things are good, but there was no place of God in his plans. Maybe as you are listening to me right now, your story is different. The problem is that it's not about what the man had. It's about what he did not have. Without seeking the kingdom and God and his righteousness first, no matter what we have, we are puppets. And so it's not what the man has, but when we continue, you notice that Jesus started to talk about, therefore, do not worry about what you eat, what you will wear. Many in life do not have, but because all of us are greedy, whether we have or we do not have, our thinking constantly is about how to have, what to have, when to have. So there could be someone without possessions, but their thought is filled with what they want, which they are not getting, but they are not rich towards God. Life has become so fast-paced that we are all running, we are all busy getting more and more or wanting more and more that we are not paying thought to God. And that is why God damned the man and said, you are a fool, which we saw that a fool is one who rejects God. Have you rejected God, my friend? Are you in a sin state as we have seen? That the sin state is when you live without God. When you are dead and you are smelling. Just as Lazarus died and he was thinking, he was decomposed and even the sister said he was thinking. When you are a sinner in the spiritual realm before God, you are dead and you are smelling. But you can prosper. Your soul can prosper toward God. When you receive Christ Jesus into your life, it does not matter whether you have home or have no home. You are on the way to prosperity. It is a good step to first ask Christ Jesus to come into your life. This is the way to prosperity. And you can start this journey with me right now. I want to pray with you. Say after me, Lord Jesus, indeed I am a sinner. I cannot help myself. But I have run to you for help. Be my Lord. Please be my Savior. Cleanse me with your blood. And make me whole. In Jesus' name. God bless you for listening to this message. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every week. Until next time, remember, Jesus came that you may have and enjoy life. And have it in abundance to the full till it overflows.